Hello and welcome. I wish you wouldn't do this. I'm Bartleby Nehi. I was just thinking to myself, how nice it was that we hadn't done this in a while. You're in luck, Artemis. That's an early onset sign that you're craving to do another episode. I certainly do not. We're the Kinetic Paranormal Society, a pair of socks and a magic wardrobe, traveling through time and space, investigating the supernatural. At least, I don't think that's what it means. You're listening to Metacosmos. So, hey, Artemis, Merry Christmas! I wish you wouldn't do this to me. What? You're throwing all of the holidays off. You're trying to celebrate them too early, like these decorations. They just get thrown up immediately right after Halloween. And everyone does Christmas far too early, and it hasn't even begun yet. You know, Bartleby, we should be saying happy solstice. And a happy solstice to you, for the days are growing longer. And it's not about Christmas right now. It's about the solstice. And before that, we had Hanukkah. You didn't wish me a happy Hanukkah once. Is that what you were doing with the candles? Well, no, that was something else, a little bit more pagan for that occasion. Something about the Noel, but I don't want to get into it. You're doing all of the holidays all backwards, and you're encouraging this system in which people are celebrating the wrong holiday at the wrong time of year, and soon everyone's going to take their Christmas decorations down far too early. They're going to toss out their trees the day after Christmas, maybe a few days. Oh, there's some slackers out there going to let it go for a while. Come on, you know that's true. Yes, well, my point being that everyone's going to take down the decorations just as we go into the cold of winter. That's foolish. We need those decorations more than ever to bolster our spirits. Well, maybe people have looked at their power bills and realized that maybe it's time to bolster those spirits with a little bit more fortitude and maybe some bone broth and maybe a little bit less of the twinkly twinkly. But the twinkly twinkly could help us get through the hard times. No, no, this is this is probably an astrological thing, Artemis, and you need to just come to terms with it. Sagittarius, boom, ba ba boom let me twinkle your heart out. That's what Sagittarius is, like, all about. And what you're talking about, like, in the time of Capricorn, that's, that's where the bone broth comes in. You gotta get that fortitude. And you're getting it all kind of like, I think you're the one that's falling for the hype, Artemis. You're like, oh, we got to do it this way. But come on, feel the vibe, man. Everyone's vibing on the Twinkies for the, like the last month now. They are doing it right after Halloween. I think that's a little early, don't you think? Okay, yeah, okay. They're jumping the gun. I'm not going to lie that they're not like they, we. What do you mean we, you? Well, okay, the proverbial we. We're talking about you, Bartleby. Look, I think that you're blowing this entirely out of proportion. And that's okay. I'm not judging. I'm just wishing you a Merry Christmas. It's not Christmas. But it will be when this episode comes out as a podcast episode. So um, we got to like stay with the times. This is going to be like probably our mid-Christmas episode out of the 12 days of Christmas. This one's going to probably land somewhere toward the middle. So, you know, everyone's out there hoping to be Reminded of this whole Christmas spirit that you keep talking about. And they're listening during Christmas. And you sound like a downright, like, humbug Scrooge. Ugh. Bah, 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 humbug. I didn't say bah humbug once. I'm, I'm trying to promote the Christmas spirit. Oh, I don't know. You sound kind of grumpy to me, Artemis. 
Look, I'm just... Want everyone to know, it's 12 days of Christmas, starting on the 25th. Does that mean that, like, Christmas Eve is like a bonus day? Because we can say Merry Christmas on Christmas Eve, right? Well, of course, yes. And it's a very exciting time, especially the Christmas Eve. Especially for us socks. Yeah, I always really like that about Christmas because it's a really sock-oriented holiday, more than most. Indeed. And there's all sorts of wonderful things about this, this kind of spirit of Christmas that we have nowadays that I honestly am very happy to see the moving away from Krampus, if you ask me. Yeah, me too. Because, I don't know, Krampus is kind of like, Ooh, we better scare you into being good. And, I don't know, I think that's kind of taken off of a long tradition of, you know, a fear of God rather than, like, the whole, like, God is love. And it seems to be optional based on how you view the world. And I really like the love one. Because it's softer. Yes, I love it too, but it's, it seems to be a rather new trend, did you know? Especially with the whole Christmas orientation. How do you mean? Well, I think that there's a certain softening of Christmas that's been occurring for hundreds of years. And in that trend, it has been moving, as you said, towards the more loving, cozy version of God. And it's all based on the actions of St. Nicholas. Yeah, that's the guy that everyone calls Santa. Yes, yes. St. Nicholas had this orientation of giving to the children to make these days special for them by giving them gifts and lifting their spirits. Oh, yeah. Like like Mr. Rogers. Exactly. Do you think Mr. Rogers might be the reincarnation of St. Nicholas? Like, they're both in the world trying to make sure that the child experience is full of magic and wonder so that the children who come from that experience will ideally grow up to be nice people who want a soft world. I think that is a bit of a presumption. And so perhaps we can say that they're drawing their water from the same well. That might be another theory for reincarnation, you know. Maybe what it is is that people who are remembering the memories of a past life are actually that they have a spirit that's interested in what they're here to do. And that spirit is telling them stories about other people that they used to haunt and... Well, not, is haunt the right word for it? Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, that sounds like a cool thing. Like, if you have a guardian angel, your guardian angel might be like, Dude, you remind me of this one dude. Oh, it's super cool. And this is their life story. I'm going to tell it to you, and you're just going to think you're imagining it. And everyone's going to be like, Oh, my God, is that so-and-so reincarnated? That's a really good counter-theory to reincarnation. Artemis, how did you do that? I would just, I don't know. Anyways, so as I was saying, St. Nicholas, he had this energy of making it a wonderful, magical, loving holiday. And it certainly has shifted from there away from the Krampus image and into the Santa image. Yeah, but, you know, I was talking to somebody recently and I was talking kind of about the, the whole vibe of, of how cool Santa was. And they were like, uh, do I need to remind you about little baby Jesus in the manger? Are you forgetting what this holiday is really all about? And I was like, I don't think so. And I don't think this is the exact phrasing of the conversation, though. I'm just kind of paraphrasing it to the way that I think it wanted to happen. Of course you are. And so I was like, I don't think that's what I'm doing. 
I think I'm just all about some cool Santa stuff. And they were like, and yeah, so let me remind you of the importance of baby Jesus and Jesus in general. And they were really kind of not wanting to talk about like the magical paranormal investigation activities of Christmas because I was telling them about our Christmas special. Let's not bring that up. Don't you like the Christmas special? It's, yes, fine. It's my favorite of that ridiculous show I don't want to talk about. Please move on. So, yeah. So then I was talking to him about that and he was like, come on, baby Jesus. And I was like, yeah, but Santa Claus. And he's like, come on, is Santa Claus even real? And that was shocking to me. Agreed. But quite a, quite a controversy that I don't understand why people have to keep picking on Santa Claus. I know. And I was telling him that actually Santa is real because Santa is a spirit and Santa is the spirit of anonymous giving. And so Santa's out there giving gifts right now. And whether or not Santa's name is written on the card or no one's name is written on the card, it just says anonymous. That's from Santa Claus. And that's real. There's real giving going out there. And then this dude who was trying to tell me about baby Jesus, he goes, yeah. Actually, that's really nice. It's really cool to think that this activity that Santa couldn't possibly get done in one night is achieved because we all come together to pitch in and make sure that Santa gets all the gifts given. Who pitches in? I don't know. It's anonymous. Oh. Anyways, so the spirit of anonymous giving comes out in the night and is like sharing this love that's remembering that St. Nicholas dude. Oh, yes. And so that is like what I told him. He was like, yeah, everyone's coming together and pulling in to make sure that the spirit goes on and it is real. And I was like, yeah. And that's when I really blew his mind. You blew his mind? Yeah, I said that it's kind of like an analogy for how if we want to bring God's love into this world, we're all going to have to pitch in and do it with our own hands. because. That's how it's going to happen. Oh. Oh, that is pretty good. Yeah. And I think he might even start listening to this podcast after I told him that. Are you sure? Maybe. I doubt it. Yeah, but if he did, like, then he could have this moment. And probably realize how badly you paraphrased his words. Yeah. But I think that, I think he's probably going to be nice about it and maybe even recommend this episode to his friends. Okay, then. That's embarrassing. That means more people listening. Let's just hope he never listens. Yeah. So, Artemis. What's that? Guess what? What? I was thinking that we could, like, maybe add a new segment to our podcast. Like, you know, make a regular segment that we put into the podcast. And what is the segment? Well, it's when we take a single question every episode. From a Grand Inquisitor, Ross. Bartleby, please, I want to address something. I want to be quite clear. I don't think Ross is real. You've been making this up. You created a fictitious fan of this podcast. Ross, you call him. Ross, oh, this is Ross. And Ross has been writing in and wants us to know someone's listening. And then suddenly Ross has all these questions and Ross is engaging. And this has never happened before on the show, Bartleby. I'm suspicious. 
What do you mean you're suspicious? I think this is you. I think you created an alter ego identity, named him Ross, given him this grand title, all so that you can pretend like we have fans and keep the show going. I know I'm onto you, Bartleby. I've figured you out. No, Artemis, you've never been more wrong. No, no, no. I can see the look in your eye. I'm onto something, aren't I? You know what? Stay right here. I'm going to be right back. What do you mean, be right back? Just hold on a second. You just stay right here. I'll be right back. Where are you going? Uh, hold on. I don't know where he's gone off to. Does this mean I'm doing this podcast by myself now? He left the microphone. He usually doesn't leave them. Oh! Okay, I'm back. Oh, well, that was quick. Where did you go? I went and I talked to Ross. Oh, you did not. Stop making things up. This is all a story. No, no, I, I recorded it. You didn't bring the microphone. I have more than one microphone, Artemis. Oh, is that how you're doing this? Yeah, of course. So yeah, here we go. I have a recording I just made from Ross. And here we go. Check this out. This is this is real. This is real. This is what just happened. Hey, Ross! Barley! How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, look, two little Rosses. Oh yeah. These guys are big fans. Yeah. Yeah. What's your what's your guys' names? I'm Taryn. I'm Skylar. Okay, so yeah. Artemis is gonna be stoked when he hears about this. Well, we were listening to the episode the other day, and we were listening, and you're talking about, well, we have at least one viewer, it's Ross, and then Taryn and Skylar here. They were like, what? We listen to Metacosmos. What? You guys are listening. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Artemis is going to be, oh, he's going to so have to change what he's saying. So, uh, Ross, do you mm -hmm. like the title we came up with? Grand Inquisitor? Grand Inquisitor. You know, I'm, I'm honored. I think that there's it could just something, it, it could be focused a little more, tweak it just so it's a little How, bit oh, more. Oh, oh, you're pretty tall. How about... High Inquisitor. Ah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you're really high up yeah. in the clouds. Yeah, yeah. With some deep thoughts. Yeah, I'm looking all the around. The High Inquisitor. Yeah, okay, yeah. do you have a question that we can bring back? Hmm. Well, we can ask the boys, too. I have been wondering what it would be like to perceive time as a physical dimension. The fourth dimension as a physical dimension. That's one thing I've been thinking about lately. Oh, uh, yeah. Like like in the um, Interstellar. Mm, yeah, well, sort of. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. A little bit. They deal with it a little bit. And I, I kind of go in a different direction, but... You know, when, when I saw that movie and Isaac saw that movie, we saw it together. Mm -hmm. We both leaned in and said, is that the inside of the wardrobe? So maybe if time was to be visualized physically, it's the magical wardrobe. Do you have everything in there? All the drawers lead everywhere to every time. That's how I got here. Oh, yeah. So um, you guys, t tell me, Darren, do you have any questions you want me to bring to Metacosmos? Well, I was wondering, if all the drawers in the wardrobe go to all spaces in time, did you come from the future or the past? Did you? Both. Whoa. Yeah, but sorry, sorry, that was a really simple. And, and, and how about you, Skylar? You got a question I can bring back? Well, I do have something we can maybe talk about. What's that? Like, whenever I go downstairs, I'm kind of scared of the dark and, and what's hiding there. In, in, like what could be hiding there, and it's kind of just, like, scary. I feel like I'm being watched and something could, like, jump out. I'm just scared in the dark, usually. Ooh, okay, yeah. Okay, I'm going to take this back to Artemis, and we're going we're gonna to break this down. Okay, so, yeah, you guys exist. Yeah, we exist. We exist, definitely. We these, definitely. these guys definitely exist. This is awesome. Okay, you guys are awesome. I'm going to go back to the wardrobe. Um, yeah, to be sure to check out this episode of Metacosmos. So good. 
Thank you so much, High Inquisitor. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll be working on it. Medium Inquisitors. Well, okay. Bye-bye. Bye. See? Yeah. I told you. They exist, Artemis. Oh, no. They exist? Yeah. There's three of them. Yeah, three listeners. So you're telling me that our listeners are procreating more listeners. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm telling you. Oh, dear, no. This is a tragedy, Bartleby. Yeah, and they have really good questions. So, see, not only do we have a question from the High Inquisitor right here for our new segment, the High Inquisitor asks... High Inquisitor. Ah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're really high up yeah. in the clouds yeah, yeah. with some deep thoughts. Yeah, I'm looking all the around. The High Inquisitor. I have been wondering what it would be like to perceive... That's one thing I've been thinking about lately. I kind of go in a different direction. Now, we also have some medium inquisitors. And the medium inquisitors, they have questions too. I don't think you answered that first question very well, Bartleby. What do you mean? He asked, what would time be like if it was a physical place? Like, in the one, two, three dimensions, what would time be like? And I just told him straight up, it'd be like the magic wardrobe. Well, I'm not arguing with that. That is pretty much what the magical wardrobe is. But you compared it to that movie, um, what was it called? Interstellar. Yes, no, no, you did the wrong comparison. That one is bookshelves upon bookshelves. He's peeking through bookshelves in that. The wardrobe is not bookshelves upon bookshelves. It's drawers upon cabinets upon drawers upon cabinets and so forth. Yeah, well, I think he gets the idea. He's seen the magic wardrobe in a bunch of drawers. But that doesn't really capture what we're talking about here. It's drawers within drawers, within cabinets, within doors, within drawers, within cabinets, within little compartments, over and infinitesimally so. That when one drawer leads to another drawer, that drawer has more drawers in that drawer. As many drawers as the drawer that you were in before when you came through that drawer and out of that cabinet. Yeah. And that's a much more precise description as time as a physical space. Because when one wants to start navigating through time, as we do, the drawers and doors that you navigate through are kind of intertwining in such a way that moving through one drawer changes the possibilities of which drawers are accessible. Because as you navigate through time, the branching futures are limited by which branch you take or which drawer you take. Yeah, I think he understood that. Well, he does now, after I explained it far better. Um, we'll find out. There's something for Ross to decide. Who explained it better, Ross? Let us know, High Inquisitor. And, let's see, did we get Taryn's question, too? Well, he kind of wanted more of an elaboration on what was meant by the physicality of the drawers, and he wanted to know if you were from the future or the past, and which was that? Did you just go into the past or the future? You told him both. Well, that's because we were just in the past just before we started recording. So I figured, you know, we were recently in his past, but now we're in his future. So same difference. Oh, you're just muddying the waters now. But let's move on to Skylar's question, because I think that's a really good one. I think we should totally answer that question. Oh, about the dark. Yeah, it's because the things that we get scared of in the dark, well... There's a lot there to maybe be scared of. There's nothing in the dark to be scared of. Well, I mean, there's a lot to talk about, about the stuff 
when we're scared of the dark. I think that perhaps the real thing is the fear of what we don't know could be there. Precisely, yes. That's what's going on is that when you're in the dark, you're in a space that you can't say what is there. And, and even if you can't say what's there, it's not because something is bad that's there. It's because the insecurity of what could be there is overwhelming you. But the reality is, is that pretty much in most of the dark, there's really nothing there. And so if you are thinking, well, that could be a bad thing where I see nothing, and you go living your life perpetually in fear of what's out there in the dark that's scaring you because you don't know what's there, but it might be bad if it were there, but you don't know what's there. And if you could just put a light there, you could see it was nothing and that'd be a relief. But until you do that, you're like, but it's still nothing and it could be everything that I fear, but those fears are coming from within you. So like, this is like what happens that everybody's doing when we have some sort of thing that is an unknown in our life that makes us go, oh my gosh, I can't function thinking about this unknown. A lot of people just kind of stuff those feelings down and ignore them. But I would say one of the things that makes those things in the dark that could be real is sometimes it's a spirit. And the spirits often reflect your feelings. Like a lot of the spirit creatures out there are like, oh, what's that human up to? Oh, they're freaky, freaky scared. Okay, we're doing freaky scared now. Oh my gosh, I gotta scare him. I gotta scare him because we're doing freaky scared right now. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm extra scared because the spirit is now scaring me and giving me this creepy, creepy feeling. So here's what you do. Skylar, if you find yourself, oh my God, I'm scared. And you don't know if it's your own fears internally. Or if there's a spirit helping your own internal fears become amplified and feel more real, here's what you do. You need to come up with a song. Because if you have a song that you can sing, that spirit will be like, oh, we're not doing freaky freaky. That was theater. That was the theater introduction to a song, like the Thriller video. It starts off with a movie theater, and then they go on a walk, and then, and then Michael Jackson turns into a zombie, and then they all start doing a dance, and the beat starts kicking along. And that's like the kind of thing that you can say, no, 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 spirit. I wasn't doing, let's do a whole reenactment of my internal fears. Actually, what I was doing was I was doing the intro to Thriller, then you go on and do your song, and the spirit will be like, yeah, this is the jam. This is rad. This kid's cool. I like this kid. And then you can, like, move through your fears by making them as inspiration for art. And that's a really good thing to do when you have fears, because otherwise, who knows what kind of spirits you're going to attract that will then feed into your fears and keep amplifying them. But those same spirits might just be like, Wow, it's so cool the way that freaky, freaky, like, prologue before we got to this awesome art creation. So, yeah, take your fears and those unknowns and those freaky deekies and make some art about it. That's my advice for you, Skylar, and everyone out there who's dealing with some freaky deeky. Because freaky deeky, like, it's freaky, right? right? It's really freaky. Anyways. Yeah, so Artemis, I think we have solved another awesome case, and we're doing amazing right now. This is like next level paranormal investigation for the holidays. 
Good job. Oh, well, thank you. I didn't know what to say. It's just comes naturally to me. Yeah. You know, I don't know what this show would be without your amazing paranormal investigation talents, Artemis. Really? Oh, Bartleby, you're flattering me. But you deserve it. Goodness, what is this feeling? It's the holiday spirit. Merry Christmas and happy solstice and, um, happy new year. Is that like what's happening when this episode comes out? Yeah, happy new year. All that good stuff. It's amazing. We're all transforming and growing together, and it's awesome. So, yeah, this has been a really, really super-duper good time, and I'm so glad you guys came out to listen to us, because the only reason why this show is so awesome, because of you, the most awesome listeners out there that could ever listen to any podcast. You chose this podcast, and it takes, like, a pretty awesome most beautiful souls that could ever be out there to understand the angle of these ridiculous jokes. You guys are awesome. And I want to thank you for coming out. And you guys show great support for Metacosmos by telling your friends about it. I know that. That's why, you know, Ross has already brought in two new listeners. Thanks, Ross. Good job. And who knows how our expanding fan base is going to boost this show Especially when, like, just a good handful of our fans manage to get to patreon.com slash bluefoot. Because this show is produced by Isaac Bluefoot. Isaac, he goes and does stuff for us that we can't do in your plane of dimensional realm or whatever you call it. Without him, we don't have a footing. So we got him to do stuff like make the Kinetic Paranormal Society website, kineticparanormalsociety.com. And you should go there and explore it. Find our podcasts. There's a whole bunch of podcasts we have Isaac producing for us. That's one of the things he does. He even produces his own podcast, Superman, Son of L, the unauthorized biography of Clark Kent. And it's super duper. And if you're not listening, you're missing out because it's like a super wholesome adventure that'll make you feel cozy inside. Perfect for the holidays. There's a long winter ahead. And you may not have the power bill to have sparkly lights all year round, but you could probably consider having, I don't know, a little bit of storytelling playing for you to get you through those those cold moments. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So, uh, also, support for Metacosmos comes from Humble Hot Air. That's humblehotair.org, and it's Humboldt's, like, streaming voice into the internet, and lucky internet, because Humboldt's the best. I love it. It is quite lovely. Yeah, and so we love you guys super duper much. I'm feeling it today too, yes. Thank you all for listening. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Solstice, and uh, goodbye. I love you. What's this feeling, Bartleby? It's the feeling where you just can't wait for our next episode. Oh no, I hope not.